1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chris McMonagle, Sports Radio, one
2: nine
1: FM. The
2: Fan. W-F-A-N. Yes! Say
3: uh, yes, sir! Chris McMonagle here with you on this Monday. That's right, Monday morning. I got you till the warm-up show, apparently. I guess that's how it works on Mondays, 5 a.m., I think CeeLo will be in for Jerry with Al. So I got you for three hours on this Monday morning. And thank God it's over. Let's just start there. Thank God this miserable first half of baseball for both teams are over. And both halves ended in pretty much the perfect way to quantify what these first halves were for both these teams as they lose to bad teams. That's pretty much what happened. The Mets after a six-game winning streak dropped the last two to San Diego and the Yankees have an absolute horrendous loss and lose a two-game uh a two out of 3 to the Chicago Cubs in just horrendous fashion. And we'll get to the Mets have no fear. We'll get to the problems that have have hampered them all year long, have hindered them all year long. The same problems that hindered them on Sunday are what's killed them all year long. We'll get to it, but let's start with the Yankees because they are dreadful and they made some news. And they end their season losing a game they absolutely had no business losing, a series they had absolutely no business losing. Over the last three, they lose two out of three to the miserable last-place Cardinals. They drop the last two games of a four-game set in horrendous fashion against the Baltimore Orioles, who they're chasing in the division. And then they finish up this miserable first half with dropping two out of three to the lousy Chicago Cubs in the worst way imaginable by blowing a game where you are dominating. Pretty much the whole game felt like that. It was tied 1-1 one, one at a time. The Yankees get out to a 4-1 lead after a couple of home runs from Volpe and Higashioka. and you feel like the game's on cruise control because Herman is pitching a one-hitter. And then Boone makes a decision we'll get to. We'll get to Aaron Boone, the decision-making, everything that goes with it, the comments after the post game. I know you're dying to talk about it. I know you want to talk about Aaron Boone. But for me, the play of the game is Gleyber Torres blowing an easy double play that sets the Cubs up for a big inning. The game is lost. This freaking start of the season is lost. And now the hitting coach is lost as the Brian Cashman finally makes a, a decision and does something this season and fires the hitting coach. A coach firing in the middle of the season, which is something he hasn't done in his entire career. It's almost as if he knew this was going to be my first overnight show. Cashman did me a favor. He said, talk about me all morning long, Chris. I'm like, you betcha. I'll do it. Because this Yankee offense has been the reason they've lost. Let's be totally honest. Besides a couple of duds from Severino. The reason I just listed all those series they've lost and all the games they've lost and the record without Aaron Judge, and we know all the stats, and I'm not going to feed them to you. I'm not going to tell you how bad they are and where they're ranked in Major League Baseball, whether they're 28th in this and 30th in that, and they got a 300 batting average and only this team's worse, and it's the ugliest thing we've ever seen. The offense is putrid. We know how bad it is. We know how freaking bad it is. Does that mean the hitting coach is the problem? Of course not. I'm not trying to tell you the hitting coach is the problem. We all know that for the most part, the hitting coach isn't the problem. But since I'm known as a Cashman defender, let me at least say this for the first part. You know, the guy can do no right for the fan base, and I understand why. They haven't won since 09. That's enough. But they're clamoring for the team to be held accountable. They're clamoring for decisions to be made. They're clamoring for panic. They're clamoring for the idea of showing some guts and some emotion and not just letting this thing right out. And then he fires the hitting coach, and what do you get? Scapegoating. Here we are, scapegoating people like it's his fault. They decided to make a decision on the hitting coaches. They fired Dylan Lawson uh, earlier on Sunday. And look, again, is it his fault? I've never been one to give praise to the thing coach. I'm not going to tell you now it's his fault. But has he done a good enough job where he can't lose it? Of course not. Of course not. Will this make significant change? I didn't think so at all until I heard they're probably going to go or they will go outside the organization. I think that's the biggest news yet. Because let's be honest, whatever you think about Dylan Lawson, he's a product of the Yankee design. That's what he is. He didn't get this job because he's some sort of outside the box thinker that wowed Brian Cashman and changed everything Brian Cashman thought about hitting. He's come up through the Yankee system a lot. You know, he did a lot of good stuff in the minor league system. And he's someone who thinks the way Brian Cashman thinks. And it's been a part of what's gone on here for a couple of years now. This is, if they just fired him and promoted one of the assistant coaches who they're keeping, this is a non story to me. It's a non story. But at least they're hiring outside the organization, which does a couple things. One, it acknowledges that Brian Cashman realizes there's a problem. And for Yankee fans and people who, surround, you know, who follow this team, think that Brian Cashman doesn't think there's a problem. He goes about his day thinking he built the team perfectly, and it's just a matter of time before that shows up. Well, he realizes that this nonsense can't go on anymore, and he can't fire the players. Now, there are players that eventually need to go. If Donaldson's going to have 15 hits with 10 home runs, despite the fact that 10 home runs is pretty good, he's got to go. We get it. And I've been a Donaldson supporter. I thought he was going to have a good year. But you can't watch it forever. I mean, there are. is there much they can do? I don't know. They have to go out and, and add at add the deadline. Is there much he can do to change this team right now? No. That's why we were clamoring for it in the offseason. That's why he was talking about how it needed to change. He wanted a left-handed hitting left fielder. He wanted those things and then didn't do it. So at least he's recognized there's an issue, which is smacking us all in the face, and we've been waiting for it. And if he's going to literally hire someone outside the organization with a new eye to come in here and tweak the things and the way they are done, and to go about it differently, because you know what? Despite the fact that it's not Dylan Lawson's main fault, because I don't blame him for... You know, Anthony Rizzo becoming an absolute dud the second judge goes down. And I don't blame him for Giancarlo Stanton being in a month-long funk after an injury. We've seen that since 2018 from Giancarlo Stanton. Maybe not to this extent, maybe not to this long of a time period, but we have seen Giancarlo Stanton come off injury and look like he's never swung a baseball bat before. We've seen that. I'm not going to blame him for the machine being broken. D.J. LeMahieu is broken. I'm not going to blame him for the one true hitter in this lineup who's been here, has been a a batting champion, a guy who's been third in the MVP voting. I'm not going to blame him, uh, the hitting coach, for when he looks like he can't hit anymore. That's not Dylan Lawson's fault. We know what's, what's not his fault, but I'll tell you what, watching the team, I do see things that I didn't necessarily see last year when they were the best or at least the most highly scoring offense in the American League. Now, clearly, Judge hitting 62 home runs and being the best offensive weapon in the sport had a lot to do with it, a lot to do with it. But I don't like what I've seen from the team as far as approach. I mean, what they've done against starting pitching is ridiculous. You can't be worse. Starting pitchers consistently get deep into the games with one hit, two hit, They go through, I mean, they don't attack starting pitching in any way. They don't get, I understand that today's baseball is different, and these bullpens, uh, you know, maybe besides the Mets, every bullpen in baseball has dynamic arms and Even the Cubs come out and throw dynamic arms at you late in the game. So it's not like it was in 1998 when the Yankees would get to the underbelly of the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, you know, bullpen. It's not like that, but still, they don't work at bats against starting pitching. They don't ever get the starting pitcher out of the game. What Tyone did the other night is embarrassing. The guy's literally the worst starting pitcher in the sport allowed to pitch every fifth day. He's got an ERA damn near seven, and he throws eight innings of one-hit baseball. That's embarrassing, and it's probably one of the final straws that cost Dylan Lawson his job. I mean, some of the approaches... And I know, you know, John boy has been all over this, and he's asked Boone a lot. If you listen to the interviews he's done with Aaron Boone, he's talked about the idea how bad they've been against starting pitching. He's talked about the idea of what they do with, you know, in, in, in attack mode, in fastball counts, 3-0, 2-0, 3-1. They've been dreadful. And the approach at the plate looks terrible. So I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't think this is going to dramatically change some of the main guys who are causing the main issues. For me, it's Stanton. For me, it's Rizzo. For me, it's LeMahieu. These are the main guys who are causing the problems inside this Yankee offense. And I don't know what a new hitting coach is going to do for it, but it can't hurt. And the entire lineup, top to bottom, has had an awful approach all year. And so we can clamor about how he's a scapegoat. And well, I'll tell you and the other thing I'll tell you right now, Brian Cashman, like I said, might have recognized there's a problem. The idea that Brian Cashman is throwing red meat to the fans and trying to, you know, brush blame away from him by dangling the firing of a hidden coach, I don't buy that for a second. I don't know what else Brian Cashman has to do to convince you he doesn't care what you think, but I promise you, Brian Cashman does not care what you think. He never has. And you know what? It's my favorite quality about him. Because he shouldn't listen to the fans. The old adage, if you listen to the fans soon, you'll be joining them. I, I kind of believe that. And this fan base is louder than most. But I promise you, this is not to get heat off of Brian Cashman. He relishes the heat. And quite honestly... He knows he's wearing a fireproof outfit when it comes to the owner. He knows it. The owner has no no real stomach to fire Brian Cashman and give somebody else the power he's given Brian Cashman because he probably knows he can't right away. He is super comfortable with Brian Cashman. We all know this. You know it. You call me and yell about it all the time. So... The scapegoat idea I don't really buy. I honestly believe Brian Cashman thinks this might help or at least he has to try in his own mind. He can't go through this season without at least turning over this with without turning over the stone. He can't do it. And that tells you a lot because he's been able to do it for 26 consecutive years, or 25 years, however long he's been the GM. It's never crossed his plate once, and this year he's telling you he has to at least try it because it is the worst we've seen. It is a pitiful offense without Aaron Judge. It has become the worst offense in baseball. With the numbers to go with it. So I don't think this is scapegoating. I don't think this is trying to throw you red meat, certainly not. This is Brian Cashman figuring he has to do something and thinking he what else is he going to do? There's going to come a point where you either have to call guys up, get rid of Donaldson, makes moves with the roster, but that point's not here right now. We all know with the the extra the extra teams in the playoffs, the the parity in baseball, it's tougher than ever to make trades in this league. He does it every year. He will always try and improve the team. He's going to do it this year, but it takes time. They're 3 4 they're 3 weeks away from that, 3 4 weeks away from that, and they can't let their season fail without at least attempting to make a change. And there have been, you know, besides the idea that I don't like the the way that they've gone about it and some of the the stylistics of their hitting approach. There's also, and I hate to bring it up because I thought it was stupid at the time, but I, I guess I have to admit this stupid Anthony Volpe chicken palm story has actually, I mean, is it a bad look for the hitting coach? I suppose. I mean, it is. Do I really believe that they tried nothing with Anthony Volpe? Do I really believe Dylan Lawson did absolutely nothing to try and help their rookie shortstop get through uh, you know, a terrible slump in the middle of his rookie season? Do I not think they watched old at-bats uh, when he was going good, when he was going bad? They tried everything. I'm sure they did. It clicked for whatever reason when he was talking to a buddy over Chicken Parm. It's a stupid story. Now we got to hear that it's not his mother who made it, it's his aunt who made it. This is where we are. We have to to get to the bottom of who actually made the chicken parm. It's a bad look for Dylan Lawson. It was a bad look for Dylan Lawson. And I don't know the role it played in his firing. But clearly, for whatever reason, it wasn't working with him. And while I have no anticipation, I'm very curious who they're going to hire, you know, there's some thought that it could be a former player. I was listening to Brian Hoke with Laurie and the idea that typically when there are decisions made, firings made, and new coaches hired, always in the offseason, never midseason, Brian Cashman and the Yankees tend to go opposite. They'll, you know, follow a uh, a manager with the style of Joe Torre and bring in someone like Girardi, who's much more the taskmaster, as opposed to Joe Girardi's laid-back you know the best thing Joe Girardi, uh, Joe uh, Torre, excuse me, ever did was just isolate the team from the owner that everyone wishes was was still around. That was the best thing he did was keep the owner away from the team. And so they went to Girardi, and then they follow that up with Boone, who's coming from the the press box, and he you know he does every he imitates all the batting stances, and he's you know he's fun to talk to, and he, they go opposite. So the idea of maybe is there an old school kind of you know, different kind of hitting approach from a former player as opposed to Lawson who was not? I don't know. I don't know. Do I expect things to dramatically change come the series in Colorado? I don't. I don't. Because the guys who are really killing this team are veterans who've won MVPs and World Series. And I don't think Dylan Lawson is the reason that Rizzo has faded the second Aaron Judge got hurt. I don't think he's the reason Stanton's in a slump I don't think he's the reason why Donaldson's what he's been since putting on the pinstripes. I don't think so. I don't think he's the reason why, why DJ LeMahieu stinks. And I think we'll find out pretty quickly that whoever comes in isn't going to be the reason why they succeed. But something needed to change, and Brian Cashman acknowledged it. I hope you feel better about it. Because I know you don't. Because it doesn't matter. They've got to show it on the field. And I don't care about where they are in the standings and a game out of. it. You know, we'll get into the comments of Boone being positive at the end of the game. And we'll get into his manager, managerial decisions that I think are consistently second-guessed for no reason. And I, there was another one in this game yesterday that I think is so not the problem, but we focus on it like it is. But I don't care anything about in the standings, their record, where they're supposed to be, what they're on schedule for, what they've been over the last 160 games. I don't care any of that. All I care about is trying to figure out a way to get this offense going. Because you know what? I am dumb enough, I suppose, to still think that there's a baseball player in Rizzo. I'm still dumb enough to think that if, if, if Stan can get it going, he can carry this team like he has at different points of his career over the last handful of years including 2021 leading him into the playoffs and being their best playoff hitter. I still think that guy is in there. Donaldson, I don't know. Lemayhew, I'm worried about. But there are still guys in this lineup who are good enough to get by. And right now, this offense is not allowing the team to get by. They shouldn't be this bad. And we'll see if the changing of a hitting coach will make a difference. My guess is it won't. But I don't think it's some sort of scapegoating scenario, and I don't think Brian Cashman is, uh, is trying to, you know, play the don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain game by dangling a, a firing. I really don't, because he doesn't care what you think. He truly doesn't. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan in the overnights, and I'm excited about it. And welcome to the beginning of the show. It's going to be a lot of time between me with me and you, I understand it's a family. I know the callers here are some of the best that the station has to offer. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get to work with Fliegelman, who I've known for a long time, but never really had the opportunity to see each other at different times, so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to talking to you. Looking forward to joining what I know has been a pantheon of some of the best hosts the station's had to offer. I'm honored. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to getting started here. Uh, so many people to thank. This has been a grind. I've been doing it for a long time. I've been, you know... I started in uh, January of 07 as an intern. I got full-time in December, so I've been here a long time, and this is the culmination of a lot of hard work trying to get to a goal here of being a full-time host on The Fan. So here I am. There's a lot of people to thank. We'll do that as we go along. But... I'm excited to start. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to take your calls.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
1: Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports.
3: Visit Superbook.com. All right. Let's get it underway. 226. These headphones don't sound as good on this side. I don't know if my jack doesn't fit. I had to switch because the computer's not working. You know, it's, It can't be smooth the first day. They got to throw a couple of wrinkles at you. So I, had, I I, did the show open from the chair I typically sit in just because I'm a creature of comfort. What can I tell you? I like that angle of view. I'm more familiar with it. But now I got to switch because the computers don't work and I can't hear myself in my headset. But we'll have fun anyway. We'll keep you rocking and rolling until 5 o'clock. When the warm up show comes, you eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. All right, we open with the Yankees. Both teams miserable ends to miserable first halves, and I mean, you know, losing series to teams that are under five hundred. I know the Mets are also under five hundred, but they were just coming off winning six in a row, and yet again, the same thing that hampers them all year kills them on Sunday, and it's a, it's obviously a major problem. We'll get to the Mets, I promise you, but we're going to open it up to the Yankee calls as they have fired their hitting coach. Their offense is terrible. Their manager's way too positive after the game. He's also making decisions that the fan base just gets nuts about. And they lose to the miserable Cubs to end their miserable first half. And I need the break, quite honestly. Thank God. I need four days without it just to settle myself. And then plus, later today, we will have one of the new great traditions in baseball and really American history it's become this great tradition and I'm so excited for it we'll get to that later but let's get to your calls now see what's going on and we'll go to mo mo you're the first call I've ever taken as the overnight host hey, congratulations hey, big Mac. what's up mo oh,
2: big, big big. me and you, go you we're gonna go down
3: in history mo I'm never gonna forget it I mo and I Catskills. on the first call. let's go. let's go what's going on first of all big Mac. Yeah,
2: I'm so happy for you. I've been a fan of yours when you're on 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 Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I'm Orthodox Jew, so I couldn't listen to you on uh, when you when you uh, when right, you on. I made the um, switch
3: to Friday, Saturday morning. Yeah, when yeah. you made yeah.
2: made a switch, I'm so happy. You're on every night. I can't wait. I think this is the best the best switch around.
3: Well, thank you very much. I'm Twitch I'm around. honored to be doing it. Sal obviously did a great job, and so many of the great names, you know, Beningo and and. You know, I don't want to leave people out, but Summers and, and Tony Page and Melusis and so many different people, uh, You know, the history of the overnight, I'm honored to become part of it, looking forward to it, and again, there's a lot of people to thank, I'll, I'll sprinkle that in as we go, I don't want to have a long segment of me thanking everyone, but uh, you know, we got plenty of time, I'm on every night, and the next four days, it's five hours a day, so I'll sprinkle it in, but what do you got today, Mo, what do you want to talk about, thank you for the compliments, but what do you got?
2: Yes, and I just want to say you 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 say you're the real deal. You don't you don't try to make say some hot take. You say it how it is. You're you're the real deal. I first believe of all, what I want I to say. say about Boone. I want to say about Boone. I don't think I don't think it was Boone's fault today. It was a disaster. No, just total disaster. And he brought in Canley, who's been the best since he came back from his injury. Yeah, well, He's he been just he brought in,
3: He brought in Hamilton first, which is whatever was oh, the problem with. Yeah, yeah, then sorry. he brought in. But listen, I still. But, it's I want to get to it in a little bit. It's a decision you can question. Let me just be clear. And Boone said so in the in the post game. You can question the decision to take out Herman there. It's up for debate. I'm not telling you it's the right thing. He very easily, in fact, I probably myself would have left in Herman. That's not why they lost the 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 reasoning behind it makes sense to me. whether I agree with it one hundred percent or not, it makes sense to me. And, the the reliever came in and did as—Hamilton came in and did as good a job as you can do. You can't do better. Herman couldn't have done any better. No one else could have done any better in that inning. He got a pop-up, he gave up a single, and then he got the ground ball double play to get them out of the inning. You could not have done better. You can question the decision. It is without question not why they lost the game. That's 100% not why they lost the game. And, you know, you can question it, but it's not worth getting angry about and certainly not killing Boone over. It's just we, we're, we're – and, and I, make, I make excuses for Boone. I make excuses for Cashman. Well, everyone who wants to blame Boone is making excuses for Gleyber Torres. Gleyber Torres had a double play as easy as you can possibly have it. And he booted and he it. it. And he booted it. And that's why the game got tied, and that's why they lost the game. That's why that decision didn't work. That's why we can blame Boone all we want. We don't have to like it, but the but stop giving a pass to Glaber Torres because he blew the game.
2: Also, um, Cashman, first time he ever fired a, a hitting coach mid season. Yes, I think he's going to come out firing for, by the trade deadline. I, I, I well, hope we Mo, get
3: Bellinger. Uh, yeah, Mo, I, I think Bellinger, and thank you for the call. He's definitely going to come out firing. You know why? Because he does it every single trade deadline. Brian Cashman doesn't sit deadlines out. He he makes moves every single deadline, in, including the in, in 16 when he traded away people. And he was finally allowed to do that. And got them back to the ALCS in 17. But he is going to make trades. They might not be good. They might be for injured pitchers and injured players. They might be for guys who can't hit in New York. I can't guarantee you it's going to be successful, but he is going to make trades. Bellinger's a guy, but again, the trade uh, you know market has not really opened itself up yet. I mean, Otani's a pipe dream. I, I don't know. I don't think the Angels trade him, but... I mean, it, it probably makes the most sense, but it's also very difficult to let go a player of of that caliber and what he is, even if you have the slightest bit of hope you can sign him. You have to take the chance. That's how special Otani is. So, I mean, there's other guys. I mean, Fam for the Mets, who left the game with a groin injury, would, if the Mets continue to sink, would be someone they'd look to trade and is, a, is having a great year. But now he's got a groin injury. I don't know how severe. We'll find out later. But... Is that a possibility? You, obviously, like you said, Bellinger, the Cubs. Who are the teams that are 100% out of it? Who they have? Who are they willing to move? What, what What is Cashin willing to move? There's a lot of moving parts here, but they need a left-handed hitting bat in this lineup, preferably a left fielder who plays left field and isn't a converted infielder because the defense in left field has been horrendous to go along with the offense the defense in left field and really the outfield when Bader was down and now Judge is down. I mean, without Bader in center field, this this team is a dreadful outfield defense. It's it's just horrendous. Alex in Brooklyn, what's up, Alex? You're on the fan. Oh yeah,
4: thanks for taking my call. You got it's it. a real honor to get on your first show as, as the thing. Well, I mean, huge, 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 huge stuff for you. I wish you the best in your career going forward. But anyhow, to my Yankees point, Aaron Judge. Mm -hmm. Listen, we watch this team. They're struggling, barely floating 500 since Judge gets injured. injured. I'm just wondering, you think when Judge comes back, even if Stanton gets hot, Rizzo finds himself? Could this team find themselves in October? Could this team make a trip to the World Series? It's been forever. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting. Could this be the season or not? Yeah, Yeah, well,
3: this is what separates me from a lot of Yankee fans, and this is what gets me in trouble with a lot of Yankee fans. The answer to that question for me is yes. The answer to that question for me still at this moment is yes. They are a bad team right now. They are a bad team. And you just gave a bunch of ifs. I can't argue that. Those are a bunch of ifs. But for me, this Yankee rotation, if Rodon is back and healthy, because you know what he is when he's healthy, I think the rotation, I think the bullpen are as good as anyone. I think, if especially if Cortez comes back, I, I think you go with a top three there, and I mean, Herman right now is giving up one hit in his last two starts. I don't know if that's going to continue. Everybody seems to think you can't take him out of game, so I guess it's going to continue. The same guy that you, you wanted out of the lineup two starts ago, get them out of the rotation. Now, you, God forbid you take him out of a game. But the rotation's good enough. The bullpen's the best in baseball. They can pitch. They can pitch. And they can pitch well enough to win a World Series. I have no doubt in my mind. Will the offense be there right now? The answer is no. It's hard to even envision. But is it possible? Of course it's possible. Of course it's possible. We've seen crazier things. We've seen other, you know, I mean... Again, the, we've all listed them, the Phillies. The Braves lost to and won the World Series. The Phillies were under 500. The 2019 Nationals were, had the worst bullpen in baseball and one of the worst teams in baseball heading into the All-Star break and come back and win the World Series. There is no reason the Yankees can't turn this around. Brian Cashman has to make the moves. Stanton has to wake up. Rizzo has to wake up. Judge has to come back and be healthy. Those are a lot of has-tos. Not going to argue it. The odds, are, the odds aren't very good, but of course it's possible. Of course it's possible. Dave in Belleville, what's up, Dave? How
4: you doing? Uh, congratulations on your new spot. Thank you very much. Uh, it shows you what hard work pays off. That's uh-huh. right. I've been working my so tail when you, when off. you were an intern, is, yes. is this what you, what your final goal was? You, you, you wanted? I mean, you wanted
3: to. Be- yes, I mean, I, I, I wanted to be a host on this station. That's that was the goal. I didn't really have have any sights higher than that. Uh, I wanted to be a full time host on the station. I wanted to not be a board op or producer, which there's nothing wrong with it. I did it for fourteen, fifteen years, uh, but doubt yeah. my goal was to be on this side of the mic every day. So.
4: And you wanted to work alone or what do you prefer? I
3: don't I didn't really again didn't think that far yeah. either. Didn't I I'm I'm here now. I, I'm not I'm not already pining for the next career move. No, Let's I, just yeah, but I mean, it's it day you one. Hungry. You got me trying to break down what my ultimate goal is. I don't know. Live, breathe, the, the, have enough money to go on vacation time. once a year? I don't know. That's the job that's get the six goal. Weeks vacation like Francesca, right? hey, I don't think <laughs> I got that much vacation, no. I doubt okay, it very much. Is,
4: now uh I Preface this by I, I am not a Yankee fan. Okay. Uh, but I just turned the clock back one year, exactly one year ago.
3: Okay. And
4: Judge is, pl- is playing for his contract. Okay. And he gets hurt. It, it, do you think he would have come back by now? And how much money oh, do you think he would have thrown away?
3: <laughs> yeah, no. I, well, first of all, Dave, uh Yes, I, I no. I don't think I think Stan uh, uh, Judge would have been out as I think Judge is doing everything he can to get back. I don't think he would have come back earlier for the money. I really don't because he's he's not going to do himself any favors playing where when he can't run, which is kind of where he is right now. So I, I don't think he would have done anything, but this is why. And again, you know, Brian Cashman's the topic, so I'm gonna bring it up. This is why I argued with everyone who, who had the comment that he that he lowballed Judge at the start of, at the beginning of last year with the contract. They offered him a completely reasonable contract. He, he was healthy one year. He was healthy in 21. That's it. Every other year, he had long injuries. Some f- freak, one oblique. One broken, uh, you know, bone boning uh, off of a uh, fastball getting hit. One break in his ribs. The, not all of them were like, you know, soft tissue injury that you see Stanton going through all the time. But still, he had one healthy year. They're the Yankees. You knew that maybe they don't spend as much money as you or I would like, but you knew that they would pay Judge if they had to. And they offered him a contract that was reasonable for a guy who hadn't proven he could stay healthy. And what if they gave him $330 million or $300 million dollars? We'd all be clamoring, oh, they saved $50 million. Yeah, but what if, it, what if he had this season last year? What if they gave him $300 million and then he missed the whole year with a toe injury that we're all worried is going to keep him out for the rest of his career? Every other call you get is a doctor who's telling you that it could be a lifelong thing. Imagine they gave him $300 million and that toe injury happened last year. When they could have played out the season, they would have killed Cashman for it. That's why I, I thought it was nonsense. They didn't lowball him. They made him a fair offer. He had the best season offensively that I can freaking remember in my life. And then he got paid. So, no, I don't I don't think Judge is the kind of guy who's now sitting around going, Well, I got my contract, I can le- let this toe linger. He's trying to get back. He's trying to win. Because that's what's left, you know, he's trying to win. And as much as we might hate this team right now, and as much as we think there's no chance, and as much as this offense is brutal, you have no idea how many seasons you're going to have that you have a chance to win. And as much as we hate them, Aaron Boone said a a couple of things that I thought were ridiculous at the end of the press conference about, one, Glaber Torres and his errors, and two, he was a little bit more positive than I would. I think he could have been a little bit more, hey, we're underachieving here, I'm disappointed. But, you know, he's laying out the positives. They are one game out of the wild card, and they have an opportunity. Who knows what next year brings? Judge is trying to get back, believe me. Sam in Tom's River. What's up, Sam?
4: Hey, how you doing? First of all, congratulations on the show.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that, Sam. means a lot.
4: Uh, second of all, I want to discuss um, the Yankees moving now as they approach the uh, All-Star Game. Um, I was thinking that maybe, you tell me doesn't make sense, maybe the Yankees go and they get the trade D.G. LeMayu trade Josh Donaldson and maybe also, you know, J- Jake Bowers, get themselves a quality a left fielder yeah. and quality uh, utility man the infield and then bring IKF to third base.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of quality you mean, but it sounds great. Let's trade away all the dead weight and overpriced aging veteran guys who are past their prime and look like they're dead and get a useful left fielder back. I mean, it sounds great. I'm all in. Let's trade DJ LeMay, who is making $16 million for the next, what they gave him to five years, the next three years where it looks like he can't play anymore. Let's trade Josh Donaldson, who's, I guess, you know, going to be a free agent at the end of the year. They can get out of his contract. That's, uh, you know, that's making $25 million, so half of that. And I'm sure the Yankees aren't going to want to pick up that money. Let's trade away all our bums and get back a useful left fielder and go about business. Who's going to take D.J. LeMahieu right now? Have you watched him play? Have you watched him? He looks like he can't drive the baseball. That's what it looks like to me. Forget the 220. And I understand he's a contact guy. He's the machine. He's a a two-time batting title champion on both sides of the leagues. I get it. I get you look at 220 and you're like, wow, 220. I don't care. I mean, 220 sucks. Believe me, I'm disappointed in it. But I watch him and it looks like he doesn't drive the baseball. That's my problem. I watch him and it doesn't look. And I know in the age of we don't care about, you know, I saw Wade Boggs just put up, uh, had comments about the, um, you know, the exit velocity and all stuff like that. Since when I. I don't understand anyone who hates hearing exit velocity. I don't understand it. The object of the game is to hit the ball hard. Now we have the technology to tell you how hard. That's all. I'm not saying, wow, Stanton's a... Stanton, forget how bad Stanton is. He just hit one off the facing of the deck. Hit one 117 miles an hour. He's great. Nobody's saying that, but it's interesting to know. And the name of the game is hit the ball hard. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in the idea that we hate analytics and we want baseball to be like it was in the 50s when everything was great and everything you know gas cost a dollar 10 and everything was wonderful and we want to get back to those days and so we hate everything that has anything to do with numbers or analytics why does anyone i like the idea i know how hard the ball was hit cuz the idea is that the ball hard and i'm less concerned with dj LeMay who hitting 220 believe it or not than i am the idea as i can't remember the last time he hit the ball hard that's what I'm more concerned about. I don't even need home runs. Even his extra base hits are looping doubles, like looping line drives over the third baseman's head down to the corner. When does DJ Lemay you hit the ball hard? But you want to trade him for a, a quality left fielder? Let's do it. Kenny in Queens, what's up, Kenny? Macadoo,
4: what's up, buddy? I'm lying. Started out with you being a great offensive lineman in
3: high school. That's, you ain't kidding. And listen, I led the team in sacks as an 11th grader, as a junior in high school. Don't forget that. And a great baseball player. Well, I was a good baseball player. I I was, I, I was a good, I had more, I probably had more success as a football player. If you want to be honest, Kenny, if you want to get into where, you know, where are you in your life right now? At baseball, I was good. I was a varsity baseball player from ninth grade on but um, didn't have quite the success as I did as a football player.
4: That's it. You left it. There's a lot of guys walking around right now opening up their, their cell phones going, hello, hello, but there's <laughs> no one on the other end. They still hear the bell ringing from Big Mac. That's
3: hitting right. them. <laughs> hitting them. That's All probably right, true, especially if they went to uh, high school in Calhoun. That's, I, right. I was. I had big-time games against Calhoun. Right, those guys from Calhoun – they it's have no, they're still walking around all confused.
4: They still hear the bell ring. Okay, um, first of all, Cashman also fired a couple of hot dog vendors. Now, <laughs> can we, realistically, could we picture, everybody in the audience, could we picture a batting coach going up to Babe Ruth after he struck out three times? What would he say to, to the Babe? Oh, cut down on that swing or let's go out for a cold one? Now, if he <laughs> says let's go out for a cold one, he still has a job the next day. But well, the thing is, I think, I think the batting coaches, McAdoo, are overrated. Uh, I think these baseball players, uh, I mean, you don't get to the major leagues. I mean, all these guys were great hitters
3: yeah. in
4: AAA or in college and high school. They were all great hitters at one point in their lives. But once you continue the major I, league.
3: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you at all. And thank you very much for the call and the fun, Kenny. Uh, yeah, I I totally agree with you. They're overrated. I think the hitting coach for me, and again, I'm not in a clubhouse. I haven't. I don't talk to the Yankees about this or players about this. But for me, in my understanding, I think a, co- a hitting coach's job is to breed confidence. That's really the main thing, right? Keep the guy positive during slumps, during downtimes, Work on subtle little things. Uh, very. Uh, you're right. A guy gets up to the major leagues. What are you going to do? Rework his whole swing? It's not a golf lesson where hey, you know, I'm pretty good. I can shoot you know i can shoot an 87 or something and then you get to a a, a coach and they're like my god your swings awful we got to break it down this is baseball and these guys are the best of the best i completely agree with you i think it's little subtle things it's approach it's 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 more about going over how you're attacked it's not necessarily you know how you change your swing it's approach it's different things but for me it's breeding confidence it's always talking about Working on all you are is one subtle move away and, and keeping these guys out from feeling down about themselves. But whatever the case is, and I agree, I don't think firing Dylan Lawson is going to make big time changes. I really don't. But you gotta try something. And you can't tell me he was doing well at his job. Like he was he couldn't, he wasn't doing good. He's the hitting coach and the team can't hit. So I can't stand here and tell you, oh my God, he shouldn't have been fired. It's a joke. How can I tell you that? Do I really think it's a big deal? No. Do I think whoever the hitting coach is is going to come in and change everything? No, I don't. But I also don't think the scapegoating thing, I, I really don't think this is to, you know, have you looking over here while he's, you know, picking your pocket with his left hand. I really don't think that's the case. I do not think Brian Cashman cares about the noise. I really don't. So I, I don't think he's trying to get you off his back. I don't think he cares at all. I don't. I don't think he thinks this will be something that he's going to be able to, you know, sell to. I, he went and asked the owner, Hal, if he could do it. You know, his blessing to fire someone. But I don't think you think this is something he's going to go. Hey, listen. Well, we had a terrible. It's my fault. I hired a bad hitting coach. He's not going to say that. And Hal's not going to believe it. I really don't think this is about getting the heat. Because you don't care. No one cares. If they go out and suck the next three weeks, no one's going to say, well, at least Cashman tried something. No one cares. The people who hate Cashman hate Cashman because they don't win the World Series. That's it. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. It's it's, it's like, and, and people would be unhappy. The same thing that drives me nuts that you hear all the time. I hear it all the time. They're a tough watch. It's impossible to watch. It's not only that they're losing. They're no fun. That is such nonsense to me. It's the losing. It's not how they're losing. It's the losing. If you're telling me if they were losing 9-8 instead of 3-2, that we'd all feel better about it if the bullpen sucked and blew every lead? Mike, you're a Met fan, right? And not to get on the Mets. But the Mets have had a decent offense. They've middle of the run, but they've had how many losses when they've scored six runs? Are those do you go back after those games and go, well, at least they were fun to watch?
1: Not one time have I thought that. No, in the more.
3: years where the team is good, where the team is bad, doesn't right. matter. No, if you lose, it sucks and it's tough to watch. Blowing leads and having bad pitching, giving up a ton of runs, it sucks no matter how you lose. There is no way. There is no style of play, there is nothing the Yankees could do that would where they would be in the same spot now, seven, I think it's seven games over 500, a game out of the wild card, seven games or eight games now behind Tampa Bay. There is no style of play that would lead the Yankees to this record, in this spot in the standings, and everything else that's gone on. There is nothing that could happen where you would be at least like, well, at least they're not a tough watch. Losing is losing. And you're mad at Cashman because they lose. You don't care that he continually builds a good bullpen. You don't care that despite not being able to develop a great starting pitching, a great starting pitcher from inside the organization, other than Severino, who now is no longer a great starting pitcher. But besides Severino, zip zero when it comes to developing starting pitching, despite that fact. The Yankees consistently have a good rotation. The Yankees consistently have a good bullpen. No one cares about that. No one's lauding the bullpen ERA. I mean, I might just when people get crazy, but nobody cares. Nobody cares how good the Yankee pitching is. They care that they're losing. The offense just happens to be the reason they're losing. So enough with it. it's a hard watch, too. It's, it's not just a losing. They're impossible to watch. Losing is tough to watch. And if you blew every lead and you lost all the games, the Met fans aren't going around saying, well, at least they scored some runs. I know they lost eight to seven, but they scored seven runs. It was exciting at times. Lindor had two triples. Eli and Long Branch, what's up, Eli? Hey. What's up, Big Mac? What's up, Eli? How are you doing?
4: How you doing, man? I don't know. What, what, what do we what do we call you on the, the new show here?
3: I don't think. Can well, we call I'm, you Big Mac? Would you you, can, you can call you? me we'll Big call Mac, me. C-Mac, McMonagle, Chris. Uh-huh. Lori uh, even called me handsome. You can call me handsome. That's fine. Whatever, whatever I, I you want to call you, me. I got um, I mean, I just
4: want to, well, first of all, congratulations on the thank job. Thank you. I think you're doing a great job so far. Thank you. Well, well I, I mean, it's only you.
3: been 50 minutes, but thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it.
4: Well, I well, I've always liked <laughs> you on the overnight. To try, try to, when you, when I try that generally. I want to you, try to listen what you guys would fill in and all. Yep. Um, I would, what do you call it? Um, I mean, I don't I don't agree with you a lot of your points. Sure. But still, you know, I still like you. Oh, uh, thank what do you, you. call it? It um, seems
3: like in today's day and age, that's difficult. So I appreciate you doing I that. I anyway.
4: couldn't agree with you more
2: my yep. point on that. Seems um, to like
3: it seems very difficult to like people you disagree with nowadays. It shouldn't be, but yep. anyway, it seems to be that way.
4: Um and um, Donaldson, I think he, the guy, I don't know what what he he's lost. I think you you even heard you heard, <clears throat> heard allegations coming out of him that he wants to retire.
3: And all. So, well, he, mean, he didn't. He didn't say he wants to retire. And thank you for the call, Eli. He said he's not sure if he's going to play after this year. I mean, I, I, I that's. I guess that's parsing words. I don't know. He's not talking about retiring at the moment. He's never considered quitting on this season, but he's he's he. I guess he has. I, I did see a story where he's con, he's not sure what he's going to do next year. Yeah, I don't know if he's lost. I, I mean, he's hit ten home runs in a. Sh- and not that many at bats. I mean, he's probably he's on pace for damn near forty home runs if he would have played the whole season. Again, that's not me telling you it's good enough. I don't care how many home runs you hit. You can't hit a hundred. Uh, don't get me wrong. Ten home runs and five and fifteen hits overall and five singles is embarrassing. I'll be the first. I thought Donson was going to have a bounce back year. He is not. Not telling you he is, but he does have ten home runs. So I mean, the bat speed is kind of there, and they're, and they've been off hard fastballs too. A lot of them. It's not just like you know he's he's guessed right on a couple of breaking balls. He's hit high velocity up in the zone fastballs. I think the bat speed is still there. I don't think he's just all his skills have diminished. But I don't know what it is. But he's awful, and it can't continue. As much as I thought he'd have a bounce back here, I you can't watch this. He can't hit. He can't win. Hit one hundred. Now the to me. It's just that everyone else is so bad as well that he doesn't stand out that much to me. At least he's hitting home runs. Like, again, I I don't know about you. And I understand that we all like batting average and it's 100 points, but I would rather have Donaldson hitting 115 with 10 home runs than um, LeMahieu looking like he can't hit the ball hard hitting 220. At least he's somewhat of a threat. I think he might pop one. I have no I mean I know LeMay you hit some home runs earlier in the season. I think he's got six or seven, but I have no faith LeMay he was gonna hit the ball out of the ballpark or drive in a big run or lace one in the gap. At least there's a thought in my head that maybe Donaldson does it. But they're both they've both been awful. And Rizzo has been awful. And Giancarlo has been awful. I mean, he hit a couple home runs the other day. And I'm hoping it turns into something, but, and I don't think that has anything to do with Dylan Lawson. I really don't. So I don't know what they're going to do, whether they're going to call up Peraza, whether they're going to, you know, figure out a way to get um, Florial on this team, which I don't think they will. I think they want to use him as a trading chip, and they like the idea that he's killing it in AAA, so that they can point to it and say, "Look, he's hitting 300, he's clobbering home runs. You you want this guy? You want this guy? Because they don't. But he would help the team right now." Carraza might help the team right now. I, I don't know what they have to do. But this offense can't keep going like this. They can't keep losing series to St. Louis. They can't keep losing series to Chicago. And they're going to get out the gate with a bunch of bad teams. They start with Colorado. They play, I know they play Anaheim, who's now without Trout. You know They're, they're going to play teams they should be able to beat. But I'm not sure that list is very long right now.